0: We had some technical difficulties on this episode, so unfortunately I sound like I recorded this in a tin cup, but uh, uh, Ella's interview was too good to, to throw away. So here it is. Uh, I apologize for the quality and uh, I'll try to do better in the future. Hello and welcome to What Else Do You Do. I'm your host Masao, I'm a producer at Studio cut bits and today we have Ella Logren. Please introduce yourself.
1: So I'm Ella Logren, I'm a game developer which is why I'm on this lovely podcast and I work for Infinity Plus 2 and 505 Games as a narrative designer and communications manager.
0: As you know our podcast is What Else Do You Do, so what else do you do?
1: I do a lot with my time. I like to stay very busy. But the thing that I do probably the most at the moment, especially, is ride motorcycles.
0: That's quite exciting. I think so. How did you get into riding motorcycles?
1: So in Australia, I'm not sure if this is how it works for the rest of the world. But in Australia, when you are young, you go for your learner license to drive a car. And you have to do several hours and it has to be well documented before you can go for your P plates. And obviously, while you're on your learner plates, you always have to drive with someone else in the car. And I moved out of home very early and didn't have someone to take me driving to make up the 160 odd hours that were the requirement for the logbook in order to go for my license. Hold on.
0: It takes 160 hours to get a driver's license in Australia?
1: Actually ridiculous. And that's only to go from your L's to your P's. It's not even a full license.
0: Wow. That's that's a lot.
1: I didn't have that kind of time. But... (laughs) You know what you can do without doing 160 hours in a car with someone else? You can just do a two-day motorcycle course and in two days have your L's and be out on the road. So it really was out of convenience.
0: I guess that makes sense. I mean, you can't really ride a motorcycle with somebody else or I, I guess you can but it doesn't really make it any safer
1: <laughs> no not at all and instead of doing months and months and months if not years of driving i could just be out on the road doing my own thing from a very young age and purely because of that and the need for transport i was like cool i'm gonna go get my motorcycle license and then i absolutely fell in love with it
0: so how long have you been riding motorcycles
1: i rode briefly when i was younger and then I've come back to it now that I'm a little bit older. So there has been about a decade in between my regular motorcycle riding.
0: So what motorcycle do you ride?
1: I am currently riding my dream bike. It's one of those bikes where I walked past it when I was about 12 years old and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And I was just going to be the coolest person in the world if I ever got to ride that motorcycle in my hypothetical future. I can confirm I am not the coolest person in the world and riding it isn't necessarily cool. But it's a beautiful bike nonetheless and it's a little bit of a cliche bike, but I have a Kawasaki Ninja. It's a 300 (laughs) and I just love it. I just think it's so cool and I remember the moment that it got delivered to the house because I was riding a cruiser. I was riding the Suzuki Intruder 250 prior and I had a lot of mechanical issues with it. And it took away a lot of the joy of riding. And the moment that the Kawasaki Ninja got delivered, I just started crying because it was something that I had wanted since I was so young and I had finally made happen in my adult life. And it just made me so overwhelmingly happy. And every time I look at my bike, it makes me smile. I just, I love it so much.
0: Well, that's that's quite lovely. <laughs> And it's, it, is a, it is a good looking bike.
1: Thank you. I know it's a bit of a basic bike, but I love it. And I've got the special edition, which has the stripes. So it's not completely lime green, though. I do love the lime green. It has lime green and black stripes.
0: Nice. Mm. So let's bring this back to game development. What do you get out of riding motorcycles that you don't get out of making video games?
1: So what I really enjoy about riding the motorcycle is that it's a purely solo experience for me. I don't ride with a lot of other people and riding a motorcycle, for those that haven't, it's very different to driving a car. In a car, you're very closed in. It's a more passive road experience is probably the way I would describe it. But when you're on the motorcycle, you are completely alone, unless you've got a pillion, but I don't have pillions very often. You are by yourself and it's this really beautiful experience where you're very actively riding and you have to be completely focused and aware and within yourself. And I'm someone who likes to daydream a lot and having that moment where I'm completely myself on a motorcycle, having that solo time, I find overwhelmingly good for my mental health. And I find it a really beautiful way to start my day and end my day, especially when I'm working in office. And it gives me that little bit of time just for myself that I find very hard to carve out in my personal life and in my game dev life as well. And I find that my development, as well as my social life, really does benefit from having that focused time with myself when I'm on the motorcycle. And I take that energy from the solo time into a very collaborative environment in game dev. And I find that having that separation works really well for me.
0: That makes a lot of sense. In the COVID times, we're having a lot of discussions about like, working from home. And I personally uh, really like working from the studio. Me too. I find the process of going to work is really important for me because it focuses my attention onto work and allows me to kind of switch to work mode when, we, when I get there whereas when I'm working from home, it's just kind of continuation of my life and I have a really hard time focusing.
1: I agree with you. I find that working in the office and having that separate space is really good, but also the transport time, I agree, I find very instrumental in setting myself up for the day. It's a way for me to really get into the swing of work and to enter a different space or a working space, even if it's just mental, maybe I should just start riding around the neighborhood before I start working from home. Maybe that will help.
0: (laughs) It could work. I don't, I don't see why it wouldn't.
1: Worth a try. And I like going for a ride anyway. So it's not a chore.
0: Yeah. I, um, I'm fortunate actually enough to work in the studio, even, even now I'm the only person that goes in. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird experience to be alone in a, Two thousand square foot office. Wow! <laughs> but That's... some somebody has to be there, right? So because otherwise, you know, God knows what can happen. I've actually had to uh, kick out two squirrels oh, over the they, over the course of the her? summer.
1: We don't get. Squirrels uh, they were really
0: Australia. freaked out. They oh. were like, they were like, "What am I doing in here? How did I get here? Oh. There are no trees."
1: <laughs> See, we don't get um, squirrels.
0: Oh, you you don't have squirrels, like we don't. You have no? rabbits, though, right? Is it is it like the is it like the UK? They have a lot of rabbits and foxes.
1: We have rabbits and foxes, but not so much in our urban areas. But we do get possums, which are pretty much nocturnal squirrels, but they're really solid.
0: They're scarier too, right? Oh well, <laughs> squirrels our are not.
1: Are very cute. I'm not talking oh, okay. about opossums. I'm not talking about those strange things.
0: Yeah, those those are
1: terrifying. No, these are like wholesome possums. They're real cute.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's flip that question over. Um, So what do you think your motorcycle riding brings to you as a game developer in terms of your process or creative output?
1: So it definitely helps, as I mentioned earlier, with the solo versus collaborative energy and just being able to recenter my thoughts. But outside of that, it's not something that really informs my game dev process that much outside of me getting very upset when I play video games and the motorcycle physics aren't right. I get quite cranky. (laughs) I'm like, that's not how a motorcycle You mean motorcycles
0: aren't just like things that you're, you're uh, glued to the the ground with and they're not just small cars?
1: (laughs) Well, you actually surprisingly are glued to the ground on a motorcycle. It's one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that motorcycles naturally when they're moving at speed want to stay upright they don't actually want to topple over because of the gravitational forces. But when you play, sorry, this is my rant. I do apologize. When no, it's play, all right.
0: This, this is exactly what this podcast is for. Like you're supposed to go on a rant about something that you specifically care about.
1: Okay. In that case, just going to have it out then because a motorcycle wants to stay upright. But inevitably in pretty much every game I've played, when you jump on a motorcycle, which I get very excited for, love me some motorcycle representation, when you're riding around <laughs> The back of the motorcycle fishtails a lot like a car does. So when you drift in a car, the back of the car obviously swings out a little bit. And that's because of the four wheels and the way that it has traction on the ground. Motorcycles don't do that. If your back wheel is fishtailing out or drifting out in a corner, you're going to come off the bike. The bike doesn't want a wheel to slip out. The bike wants to stay upright. Okay, that's, that's my rant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think, that's, I, I think that's totally fair yeah i i remember back in the day when uh even <laughs> uh i guess that's like ps2 era where the the collisions for motorcycles were like i mean collisions were so bad back then it's just like a rectangle <laughs> oh so you would even be able to like <laughs> bump into other cars <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, look how far we've come
0: <laughs> yeah
1: I actually have a really beautiful memory. I can pinpoint the exact time I realized that I wanted a motorcycle uh, outside of seeing the ninja. It was actually playing video games. Did you play the original Final Fantasy VII? Uh, yes, I did. Yep. So I love Final Fantasy to absolute pieces. And in those beautiful old CG graphics, there's that moment where cloud gets on Hardy Daytona And I just remember that being like one of those pivotal gaming moments for me and also pivotal childhood moments of the ultimate expression of badassery. And so I remember just being very, very struck by that when I was young and then discovering motorcycles and seeing them on the street and wondering if I could be one of those people. So really gaming is a little bit responsible for this love that I've cultivated.
0: No, it makes a lot of sense. Cloud, Cloud was super cool. Although Absolutely. now when you go back to look at like <laughs> the bulbous form <laughs> that he had on the PS1, like it's, it's kind of hard to imagine. I was like, how, how did that look so cool? And you know? it
1: did. It looked amazing back then because we didn't have the scope oh. of reference for graphics now. And I've tried to go back and play the original seven a few times and it's, it's very difficult.
0: yeah it's uh i I think uh, ps1 in particular is kind of a weird period in terms of games because like it has elements um actually i i saw this um funny tweet today like what is what in your opinion what's the what's the most recent retro console Mm. and i was thinking about this and i think the last Last retro console is the SNES because the PS1 is when a lot of games that we currently play, like the the first iteration of that type of genre existed in that generation. So like if you look at like, I don't know, GoldenEye or Metal Gear Solid, like these kind of like open world or not not quite open world, but like three D you know, action adventure versus like three D shooter, like Things have gotten bigger and more sophisticated, but like that was kind of the beginning point, right?
1: Absolutely. But then if you ask other people, I'm sure that you would ask the younger generation, and they probably would say that the PlayStation 1 and the N64 are the most recent retro consoles.
0: Oh, I, I saw. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk about. No, continue, it.
1: please. And if someone says PS2, I, I I'd just cry. <laughs>
0: um, no, no. I saw answers saying the Wii was a retro console for them. What? And I, was like,
1: <laughs> I feel old. Like now. these twenty,
0: these twenty-two year olds, are like, oh yeah, no, the Wii. <laughs>
1: That's crazy. <laughs> Which I
0: guess makes sense for them because that, they were children when that came out. But
1: exactly, like I can definitely see yeah. people being like, oh, the N64 is a retro console. Like for me probably the SNES and some of the older consoles, but I could definitely see a case being made for PS1 and Nintendo 64 and maybe even the GameCube.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, I think it's tough because like you, you kind of had like retro, like games that kind of carried over from the retro generation and those like kind of uh, generation of consoles. But yeah, I, I, well anyway, I was I guess what I was trying to say is like it's easier to go back further to play games on like mm-hmm. the NES or SNES because it feels like it's something completely different. Like that's it's not true. even like it's not even like our games anymore.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a really whereas, good thing. Like,
0: whereas like Final Fantasy seven feels like it should be <laughs>
1: <laughs> It does, doesn't it?
0: Well it isn't <laughs>
1: They really did do an amazing job jumping from seven to eight and just seeing the difference in graphics. Because eight, I find still completely playable. Sorry, we just got super sidetracked. I love talking about Final Fantasy. (laughs) This
0: this is what this podcast is about.
1: (laughs) And that's where my love of motorcycles definitely originated.
0: Yeah, no, I I totally believe that.
1: (laughs) I just wanted to be cloud.
0: Didn't we all? Really? I
1: uh, hope so. <laughs> and to a certain
0: extent, to, to a certain extent we, st- we still do, I think, or at least some of us.
1: I think the older I get, the more I realize that Cloud is a bit of a wet blanket character. And now I yeah. want to be Zach.
0: <laughs> he is he is a bit of a bummer.
1: Yeah, he is a bit of a bummer. Like, he's real sassy and I enjoy that energy. But I feel like the older I get, the more I just want to be Zach. Because Zach was really happy while still being a bit of a badass. And I like that energy.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I could definitely see that.
1: Zach definitely would have ridden a motorcycle. I'm pretty sure he did ride a motorcycle.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I mean, it's been so long. I don't actually recall, but so tempted to I, Google I totally this. believe that. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually covering these questions very quickly. Um, so my last question is, what is something you'd like people to know about riding motorcycles that they wouldn't know about unless they did?
1: Oh, I have sorry, I have so much to say about this because there are so many misconceptions when it comes to riding motorcycles. And I'm sure that there's probably a few listeners and in general a lot of people out there that have had the experience where one of their parents has said that they shouldn't ride a motorcycle because they're going to die. I know so many people have been told this and the fear of God has been put into so many people that are interested in riding motorcycles about the potential fatalities and the injuries, et cetera, et cetera. Now, that is exaggerated. I'm not going to say that it is not something to be worried about. Obviously, when you are on a motorcycle, you are exposed to a lot more than you would be in a car, and that does come with consequent dangers. But it isn't as bad as people make it out to be, and it's something that if you are responsible and do your due diligence to remain safe can be a really, really fun hobby and a really useful form of transportation. So if you're going to be someone who jumps on the motorcycle and decides they want to go 200 kilometers on the freeway, maybe don't. Maybe consider not doing that for your own safety. Maybe that's a bad decision. But if you want to do it for transportation and you want to stay safe and you also want to enjoy it, I think it's something that is worth considering. One thing that is amazing about a motorcycle as well is how much cheaper it is to run than a car. Not only is the cost of your vehicle significantly less, your insurance is, can be less depending on how many issues you've had driving a car before. And on top of that, do you know how much it costs me to fill my tank with petrol in the motorcycle? I don't know if this Australian price is going to be wild to other people, but it costs me $12 for two weeks.
0: So, how, how many how many liters in a, in a tank? Oh,
1: it doesn't take a lot, maybe like 10. but 10 liters? it's going to get you around for two weeks. That's a joke. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I always do that. So, yeah, I'll pay about $12. It'll last me two weeks. And it's just a lot cheaper to run than a car. I absolutely love it. Also, one thing that so I've got so much to say about misconceptions on motorcycles (laughs) I would encourage women to try riding if they want to I think that there aren't a lot of women that ride and have been discouraged and it's something that makes me feel really independent and really strong and actually gives me a lot of self-esteem I think that a lot of other women have also experienced that and I would encourage women to ride if they want to on top of all this I can't speak to the laws in other countries but in Victoria, Australia, you are absolutely allowed to lane split when you're on your full license, which means that you can go between cars in traffic jams. Very exciting. And you can park anywhere. Any sidewalk that there is room for a motorcycle is all of a sudden your parking space. It is so practical compared to a car.
0: Over here, it depends on the province. I, I, don't, I don't think you can here.
1: That's a shame. Because having the Uh, whole world be
0: your parking space. uh, The parking space, I have no idea.
1: So good. You just (laughs) rock up somewhere, park on the side of the road, all these cars drive past really jealous, and you're like, well, I decided to ride a motorcycle, and this is what I'm allowed to do. It's really good.
0: (laughs) I mean, you are taking up significantly less space.
1: Exactly. It's only fair. The sidewalk is wide enough, and people can still walk down it. If someone's allowed to tie up their bicycle, my, I was about to say my motorbike's not that much bigger. Yes, it is that much bigger. But theoretically, it's the same thing, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, here I don't think you can you, – you definitely can't put your motor- motorcycle on the on the sidewalk.
1: Oh, well, that's a shame. Well, if you're in Australia, <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> and it's legal, so live your best life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, that, that's uh, that's great advice.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, there are a lot of misconceptions about – riding bikes, but it actually is something which can be deeply practical, which is why I enjoy it. And also, it's really fun. Don't be an idiot on the road, obviously. Stay safe. But it is really enjoyable. And I don't know, I think it is a little bit badass. Just make sure that if your parents are against it, to sit down and have a very open-minded, gentle discussion with them, because they will worry about stuff like that.
0: Yeah, my my parents were against it and now now I'm married and my wife is like, no, you're not getting a motorcycle.
1: (laughs) See, and it's a thing and I understand the fear, but you're also at risk of dying in a car accident as well. You know what I mean? There's definitely risks associated with anything on the road, but I did the opposite of your wife. I met my partner and he's lovely. But just a little bit chill and doesn't like putting a huge amount of effort into obtaining things that he would like to do. So he mentioned that he would like to ride a motorcycle, and I'm the most organized person in the world. It's terrible. So I just booked him in to get his license, and he was like, oh, I guess I have to go and get a motorcycle now. And he has a bike and he absolutely loves it. And he rides to and from work every day. And sometimes we ride together. So I'm that horrible influence in everyone's life. It's just sitting there like, "Mm, yes, but what if we all rode motorcycles? What if all of us did this very dangerous thing? So I'm always encouraging people to ride when I can.
0: Well, thank you for letting me interview you.
1: Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me and letting me talk about motorcycles.
0: This was quite delightful.
1: I've had a lovely time. Perhaps. Thank you. Do you want me to talk to your wife about you riding a motorcycle? I can send her a few messages. Like, do you need me to back you up?
0: <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I, I have other uh, <laughs> other things I'm trying to <laughs> do
1: All right, right fair. Hands. Okay. Other battles you need to fight, I understand. But the offer's yeah. there, okay? <laughs>
0: I started an indie studio uh, with my friends about a year and a half ago. Ooh. So we're... Um, we're on the last year of our first first project. So I think
1: uh all right, don't rock the boat, maybe just live. Yeah,
0: I think right now <laughs> right now I uh, I I think all all of my uh, goodwill is probably gonna be directed towards did that and uh,
1: (laughs) that's totally fair it's an open offer from me so three years down the line you're like you know what ella i need your help with this motorcycle thing i've got you okay just keep it in mind just in case
0: (laughs) i appreciate that that's that's a very kind offer no worries well have a good day and uh perhaps in the post-covid days uh if you ever come to gaming (laughs) related functions and events on this side of the continent or the side back. of the the, the sphere
1: <laughs> as soon as travel <laughs> is open can, i'll be back
0: well we'll see when that happens yeah, yeah absolutely let's That's talk about motorcycles year. let's do it <laughs> thank you for listening thank you to dave wallace for providing the music for the episode and thank you to Teresa lance for creating the logo for the show bye